Hey, Giovanni. Yes? You want to be on top? Today I do. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to You Want to Be on Top, a podcast dedicated to all things America's Next Top Model, where your hosts, Charlie Jensen and I, Giovanni and Naya, we live all our favorite and cringy moments from the iconic show spanning 24 cycles. We are going straight to the catwalk and walking like it's for sale and the rent is due tonight. Join us as we cry, smize, and close the gap to claim the title of America's Next Top Model. So we leave you with this. Do you want to be on top? (laughs) Yes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our fifth episode of You Want to Be on Top, a episode-by-episode retrospective of America's Next Top Model. I'm your co-host, Charlie Jensen, and I'm here with my illustrious co-host. Hey, guys. It's Giovanni. And today we have a very special guest with us. Please introduce yourself and say hello. Hi, my name's Elizabeth Stanton. We have had a great time talking about this episode, but before we get into that, Elizabeth, could you talk a little bit about how you discovered Top Model and how it became part of your life? Yeah, I feel like I stumbled across it in college. I want to say the Cycle 4 starter is when I kind of came on board. And then some channel played like all of Cycle 2 in like a huge marathon. So I've been on board since about the mid 2000s, but a little after it started and just wait into it. Cause it, at this, as much as it is all melodramatic and silly, kind of interesting. I really always find the photo shoots fascinating, especially the further we get and the kind of more elaborate they get. I actually kind of find that interesting and how they have to work through all that stuff. And then of course, you know, the fights and the drama and all that fun stuff and Tyra and all her Tyra-isms are just so classic. <laughs> You're saying you like the meat and the vegetables when it comes. I do. <laughs> I did. Um, I did headshots for like professional stuff a couple of years ago, and my friend did not know he was shooting them. And I was like, "Do you want me to smize?" He was like, "What the hell is smizing?" <laughs> okay. Wow. wow. <laughs> He's from England, so I don't think it was as big over there. Okay. Valid. The smize <laughs> is international, <laughs> as we but, later see. <laughs> but then I did it, and he was like, "That's both weird but effective," <laughs> but it did not. It did not work for any branding things I was trying to do. <laughs> well, there's a commercial smize too. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't see. I didn't do the commercial like <laughs> friendly catalog. I didn't do catalog smizing. I was trying to do like high fashion yeah. squint smize business. <laughs> nope, not this baby face. <laughs> so Elizabeth, was this your first experience with cycle one or had you seen it prior to this? I've seen bits of and pieces of Cycle One, um, probably because I ended up watching the Surreal Life on VH1. Mm-hmm. As I think how I got to know Adrian before I came on to Cycle One, and then I've seen that clip of her yelling the Jay and Silent Bob quote in the car <laughs> a million times, <laughs> and it cracks me up every time. <laughs> it's so good. Very on brand for her. It is. <laughs> I appreciate it. And I've seen like the, cause I think it was in like when sh- they were more of those like weekly recap shows, I think like they would go back to season one a lot. Cause I remember Adrian and I remember Elise and the like, they're all stupid bitches mm-hmm. business. Iconic. Um, <laughs> Iconic moment in time. Yeah. All right, great. That is, uh, that is a fun history with Top Model. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move into the recap. Giovanni, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Well, we start off back at the penthouse and cut to Giselle, who was obviously in the bottom two last week. And she is thinking out loud, asking, how can I get confident by tomorrow? Because elimination had her shook. 
and she's ready for some feedback. So the girls go to Jay Manuel's house where they are told they're cooking dinner for him, Tyra, and what looks like the entire production crew. <laughs> and as they're walking in, Jay's like counting the girls and he says, now I know who went home last week. Shady boots. <laughs> <laughs> as Tyra is watching the, the girls cook dinner, she very notably- Questionably. Questionably. Uh, adds sugar to the pasta sauce that they're making. Then we see Robin answer Jay's house phone. Who are you calling my man? So I'm not really sure if she knows that Jay is a homosexual who based on last episode, she should hate and avoid. Probably <laughs> not. Also, she can't really claim Jay as hers. <laughs> uh, while we're on the subject of Jay's apartment, how rich is he? Because the condo is like a penthouse and Tyra makes a big point to describe the cost of the kitchen they're standing in, which is a lot, even for $2,003. Yeah, even for like a makeup artist. Yeah, like how, like he's clearly in some kind of high demand, but is he in like newly remodeled kitchen high demand? Yeah, <laughs> it appears so. He's spending, he's spending that reality show money today. Yeah. And then uh, it looks like none of them know how to cook because the, the noodles come out very clumpy and odd. And it's like, it's just some pasta. Girls, like, come on. <laughs> I don't understand. Boil some water, girls. Yeah. And also, why didn't they just get takeout? I don't understand the point of making them cook dinner for everybody. I, I, perhaps there's a lost lesson that we, we didn't, didn't get a chance to learn. Team building? question mark <laughs> yeah team building self self-care like you you people will not always be feeding you when you're on set maybe <laughs> true for some of the girls probably <laughs> yeah but the entire like unbuttons her pants in preparation for this big meal because she's as we said thick adjacent <laughs> she's not you know plus not size big. by any means but she was also ready to eat and this is where probably some of the biggest drama in the episode comes in. Giselle wonders if Elise has an eating disorder and knows that Elise is only eating a full plate of food because Tyra is literally like watching her put food in her body. And Elise even said she's been starving all day, which, you know, that doesn't really help the, I don't have an eating disorder uh, assertion she keeps making. <laughs> and, but Elise keeps talking also about the pressure of everyone's scrutiny about her eating because everybody is like, zoomed in on her plate and it's like a normal plate of food there's pasta sauce there were some vegetables mm -hmm. balanced meal, balanced it, looks, meal. It, it looked like a small plate to me but <laughs> me I, I i struggle with portion control and i was like oh so is that the starter or okay <laughs> well back at the house there is a tyra mail waiting for them. Uh, they're doing some publicity training. Giselle complains about having a Bermuda Triangle of acne on her face, which is an ominous sign of things to come for <laughs> she, will, she will become lost. Yes. <laughs> Adrift even. <Rip>. Consumed <laughs> by the competition. Uh, she also says that she really likes Adrian and Elise as her roommates, but um, then we see Adrian calling her on Fishing for Compliments. There is a great supercut of this happening, so let's take a listen. Giselle, found out that pretending to be so negative about yourself and so insecure it's a great way to fish for compliments. Uh, my my pictures came out the worst I've ever met. Really? They're good. Yeah. Yes. 
don't do that. Am I not going to ever be able to do a commercial? I have a third eyeball on my face. Like, what, what, what the hell am I doing here? To me, it seems like Giselle is kind of getting set up for the elimination edit because we're we're getting so much attention on her and particularly on like her tragic flaw in this episode, which is her her lack of confidence. Yeah, we're like five minutes mm-hmm. in and it's just been just Giselle on my screen mm-hmm. and Giselle talking on my screen. And talking like, I wish I was more confident. I don't have confidence. I need to work on my confidence. I need confidence in my confidence. <laughs> Get confident, stupid. <laughs> Cut to the next day. We see Tyra. She introduces the teacher of the week. And she iconically says that most models should be seen and not heard, which back in the day was very true. And she states that celebrities are like the popular kids. Everyone wants to be them but then also everyone wants to drag them, which is kind of true. <laughs> it's astute. It's it's on point. There's an entire field of journalism that's dedicated I- to that practice, so yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someone called the National Enquirer. <laughs> we meet her publicist, Cindy Berger, and she gives the girls the teach on, you know, real journalism and that they're only there for the story. Robin is somehow also now wearing her power suit because I guess she knew that it was business time. <laughs> She's looking for this. Um, Sans the rollers the this time. Special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then the girls meet with Cindy one on one, and while that happens, Elise talks about food and how she how she wants some pizza, and Robin just chimes in, "Well, you won't eat anyway." And then <laughs> we see Elise call Robin in the confession, like immediately after. Yeah, it's a hard yeah. cut. <laughs> Robin's such a bitch. <laughs> and it's I, I find the uh, the journalist is only there to get the story thing interesting because I mean that is technically true, but now with the way like entertainment journalism is, it's so much more controlled. Yeah, like that's my technically my nine to five in a way. I won't. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say where I work or anything, but um, it's it's. I just saw someone I know too talking about it. Like, it's very publicist controlled what you get out of them. So it's funny to see this back then because they're also unpolished too. Like now, I feel like when people go on reality shows, everybody knows exactly what to do, mm-hmm. and this is still in those early days where people like Adrian, especially, are very like open and will say anything and it's it's a little more fun I miss those days <laughs> yeah agree uh, so when Giselle's having her meeting with Cindy she says that more than anything she wants to meet Michael Jackson that is her dream Kizzy gets really open about her relationship with her mother which is horrible uh, they haven't spoken for the last three months and no one in her family knows that she's there Shannon tells Cindy that she's never put literally anything intoxicating into her body and that includes men <laughs> and then immediately after in a hard cut adrian says that she's she's probably done everything a person can do at this point in time shannon, shannon is a temple and you will treat her as such yep <laughs> um, but and then elise goes in to talk with cindy and it's all about the perception that she of how she eats and that she may have this eating disorder which elise says she does not have and meanwhile in the other room the girls are all talking about how Elise definitely has an eating disorder <laughs> and that she's killing herself. Very, you know, Adrian says it very dramatically in yeah. the confessional. Uh, Robin, we have to note, has the Bible open in her lap during the conversation. Where she is not <laughs> judging others lest she be judged. Yeah. <laughs> she's living those words as her truth <laughs> always and forever. <laughs> and then back in the interview room, Cindy says... Like, if it's not true, ignore what they say. But if it is true, you have to come clean. That was a big 
talking point in the whole publicist yeah. situation was like just admit when you're wrong because the public is very forgiving and like mm, is it <laughs> <laughs> um but and elise defends herself though in, in this point she eats what she eats and that's it and i was saying i I've, I've met someone like that who's also very tall and thin and is what i describe as a like eat to live not live to eat person which is fine i don't get it that's <laughs> <laughs> that's not my journey but no. i can't identify with that we're all beautiful in our own way we <laughs> but yeah there's just some people who like <laughs> eat and that's it and aren't like there's nothing wrong and and elise is just tall and thin so yeah i think everyone's a little harsh on her like really how many calories do you need to maintain a like 114 body weight i think that's yeah what she weighed in as we'll cut back to the house elise gets very personal and emotional and we see her calling her mom and she's crying and she, you know, she just admits that there's no eating disorder, but I'm just tall and thin. Yeah. And you <laughs> yeah. know what? She's owning it. <laughs> She's owning it. And then we see a, kind of like a weird turn of events. Giselle and Elise are having a little heart to heart, which is so interesting because, you know, in the beginning, Elise said that Giselle was worthless <laughs> and her parents were probably disappointed wow. in her. So, wow, we have come... We, we have gone 180 and they're like best friends now. Giovanni is reading the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. They just talk about how this eating rumor is taking a toll on Elise. We see a cut of Elise in her confessional talking about how she doesn't want to uh, uh, oh, alienate Giselle because she's anyone who has a flat iron in the house. But Elise has a pixie cut. She's just, she's thinking strategically. Yeah. Is she, is she like ironing her clothes with this flat iron? I guess she's maybe doing her bangs because she, she does, she at least has like straight <laughs> hair for the pixie cut, which is a little easier to maintain naturally. But, you know, sometimes you get a cowlick or a wayward piece. <laughs> True. I wouldn't know that because I don't have any hair right now. <laughs> and she tells Giselle that there are just days where she wants to get out of the competition, but that she doesn't quit anything. Hey. So props to her. So then Tyra Mail. arrives again. It's a big mail week this week. Tyra's calling for a casual night at home with the girls. So she shows up in a powder blue juicy couture velour tracksuit. Very of the moment, you might say, because everyone else is wearing something extremely similar. But it might be their workout gear because Giovanni, you noticed. Tyra was wearing a powder blue velour tracksuit and <laughs> I went out and bought my own velour tracksuit in powder blue as well so you know what the power that that has that's how trends start <laughs> models gaze and then the strength <laughs> that is definitely a line from something i can't think of what it was now. oh yeah yeah it's from uh so tyra takes the girls to tokyo but not literally just the tokyo bedroom where there are about ten thousand candles burning it looks like they're going to have a seance of some kind, but really Tyra is just going to probe their deepest insecurities and fears in this environment. She asks them, you know, casual ca questions like, who doesn't believe in you? No, you know, no harm done. Yeah. Giselle's family, she reveals, is basically trash and her mom treats her like garbage. Kizzy also has a trash family and no one in her family knows that she's there, but she also mentions that she's going to be the first person in her family to graduate from college, which is amazing. We yeah. love Robin brings up not fitting into the model mold, but then immediately goes on to say how proud she is of herself for not having an eating disorder, which felt very pointed in that moment. Robin's always starting something. Yep. That wasn't even a point. That was a yeah. Robin. <laughs> Robin is basically a human whisk because she is always ready to stir some shit up. <laughs> 
<laughs> she is a KitchenAid. <laughs> she, ha- she has a little switch. You just turn her on and she won't stop. <laughs> and in response to that, Elise talks about the pressure she's feeling from Robin. But she says horrible things like that, which she is constantly doing. This is very Mean Girls energy. That iconic line at the end where she's like, I don't hate you because you're fat. You're fat because I hate you. And this is Robin saying, I don't hate you because you hate me, because I hate you. <laughs> and then uh, they kind of wrap up. They don't sadly play light as a feather, stiff as a board. <laughs> really wish we had gone there. It looks like they're about to, though, for sure. <laughs> but they're so close to doing it. <laughs> they got like almost a full coven. I wish they had followed through. <laughs> but Elise says Tyra is really down to earth. It seems like a cheerleader for women. It just gives her this like beautiful like compliment in the confessional and then when they all stand up and hug Tyra confesses to squeezing out a tiny fart (laughs) hashtag so relatable you know Tyra's just like us she you know lets him rip from time to time (laughs) who among us the editing this cycle or this even this episode I hope the editors got an Emmy (laughs) it is so good there's some great cuts it is it's hey she's a role model hey I I just farted just thinking that you know what? The Let power. women fart. <laughs> Let them do it. I had a boyfriend in college who was part of a Facebook group when those like they had the goofy long names that said, uh, girls don't poop. And if they did, it would smell like flowers. And I went, okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> did did Tyra end up farting for Potentially. <laughs> but I had some dark news for that guy. I might have IBS, is all I'm gonna say. Which Tyra has, right? Tyra has IBS, right? You gotta let it out. Yes. She has some she has some yeah. she has some gut issues. What appears to be the next day, I'm assuming probably because this seance meeting was hella blacked out. <laughs> we get their official challenge. Oh, uh, oh and they're I guess they meet up in like Central Park, it looks like. I see trees and walls that are very old and like historic. So I'm, like, I'm assuming it's Central Park. And they go for a carriage ride and they meet a working <laughs> member of the press. Self-described working member of the press. Self-described <laughs> member of the working press, Steve Santagati. Um, don't know who he is. But we found out the movie The Ugly Truth is based yeah. about one of his books. So you know what? Yes. It all makes sense. Yeah, it it's the code sense. of honor for men and women. And his other uh, book was The Manual, A True Bad Boy Explains How Men Think, Date, and Mate, and What Women Can Do to Come Out on Top. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, I mean, how iconic he's on a yeah. show called America's Next Top Model. Which dared to ask the question, you want to be on top? well during the ride steve obviously probes them because that is what their challenge is about that they had with cindy the day before two days before and their ability to answer questions testing their ability to work with the media because we love a story so adrian volunteers to go first and she tells steve that she's a tomboy but she loves being transformed for the photo shoots and that she relatable <laughs> she loves her mom so much i mean i would love to have a hair and makeup team dedicated oh, I to know. me i mean i would love that <laughs> robin tells steve that she strives for perfection and implies she mostly achieves it and she only does things that are morally correct kizzy calls herself quote sassy but classy shannon says she's a virgin and she quote will maintain it giselle just uh talks about how she refuses to model nude and i love shannon's got that like whole I'm a virgin I don't drink I don't smoke thing like that's anytime you go like 
hi shannon what what about you that's like what she says every time regardless the, the branding yeah. message is rock solid with shannon <laughs> she will she will not deviate but then we get to elise's interview and it's a huge it's a turning point we we even get to see elise get into the carriage everybody else we just saw in the carriage <laughs> we, we get the like oh a whole introduction to her walking in we have to prepare ourselves for what's about to happen yeah. that's why <laughs> because yeah. elise gets very honest with steve and bashes all the girls about how terrible they are except kizzy who she says i don't have a bad thing to say about her <laughs> <laughs> but uh then steve asks her about religion and how some of the other girls are so focused on it elise doesn't care you know as we know and she also says she can't wait to pose nude. I think this is why Steve likes Elise because she's yeah. a, a bad girl in this situation. <laughs> we love a bad girl, a tall bad girl. Well, in the follow-up clips that we see after Elise's jaw-dropping interview, <laughs> bombshell, someone calls Fox. <laughs> someone get Nicole Kidman, there's a role but for her. But how's the wig? <laughs> 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 she won't do it if it doesn't look like a bad mom uh, not in. <laughs> robin you know obviously being this the holy roller admits to steve that she is the first perfect person <laughs> he's ever met and she won't talk about her sexual activities or her preferences because she is what a lady quote unquote mm -hmm. a lady well, a lady never tells and a gentleman never asks, so. <laughs> mm, not on the internet. I don't buy Steve as a gentleman. <laughs> so after the challenge is over and Steve is uh, evaluating their performance, he says all of the holy ro rollers seemed one-dimensional. He makes a huge point that Elise wins this challenge for spilling every single drop of tea she has ever brewed in her <laughs> life about all the other girls, which is the exact opposite of what they were told to do in the challenge. And you know what? Elise spilled so much tea that the Boston Tea Party dudes were <laughs> so jealous. For real. Like, it, it was like a heap. There was no sugar. It was just tea, <laughs> just freaking fucking tea. And that tea was bitter. Yes. <laughs> so then Steve lets Elise pick the other challenge winner, and she ends up picking Adrian after an incredibly long, intense deliberation, like she's a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Like, Adrian was tearing yeah. up, like, pick me, please. Elise is like, I'm going to phone a friend, see how I, see how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she was thinking was like, if I don't pick right? someone, can I get two people? <laughs> Do I have to pick? It's amazing that Shannon didn't jump in and say, can I yeah. go? <laughs> She's always, like, first in line for a challenge win, go along. <laughs> and then we get back to the uh, apartment, and we get even more Tyra mail. again <laughs> and tyra misses the girls so much in the episode she has to like write them every day this is more letters than i think i've ever gotten in my life <laughs> i feel bad for the unpaid intern who had to type up these letters right on a typewriter <laughs> <laughs> on a typewriter so it, it tells them the photo shoot's going to be at 8 15 and they need to be ready and elise's boyfriend is who's coming in the you know who got the family challenge and she's a little worried about him seeing her in the competition because it, in her words, is bringing out the worst part of her personality, which is pretty self-aware I, I, and accurate. Like, at least I, I wonder what she's like in real life because she's pretty harsh on a lot of things here. 
And then yeah. Giselle asks Elise how she can get confidence. And Elise just says, get out of puberty. <laughs> <laughs> still, still one of my favorite moments, I think, in this entire cycle. <laughs> this competition is making me such a bitch. Hey, Elise, can you help me with this? <laughs> Go die. <laughs> <laughs> Again. And how ironic that she says she says get a puberty as Giselle's yeah a breakout. <laughs> poor Giselle's not too far removed. Again, give this editor an Emmy immediately. <laughs> Lifetime achievement. So good. Truly, truly <laughs> groundbreaking. The next day, we meet our favorite guy, John Silverman, and he is going to take them swimming. Jealous because you know it's winter in New York, mm -hmm. so who wants to be getting wet right now? <laughs> and in in a moment of distress and panic, Robin's <laughs> like, "Is there going to be chlorine in the pool?" <laughs> and John's like, y "Duh, yes, chlorine <laughs> them to yes. disinfect them." And Elise, being Elise, just drags everyone for not getting their hair wet, but she also is probably not realizing that. In this moment, she's the only girl who doesn't have a weave. So pools are not weave friendly, mm -hmm. especially when they're chemically mm -hmm. treated weaves. Like, I'm surprised no one didn't come yeah. out with orange hair. <laughs> and John acknowledges that Elise is the strongest competitor today and she pushes herself. But can we take a moment to realize how tall Elise is and that it probably only took her <laughs> two breaststrokes to get across the other side of the pool? Like she's Michael Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> Plus she's literally like a knife just slicing through that water and the other hilarious part is it's so clearly a producer question he, and so he says she's like you know like <laughs> very physically capable and basically therefore she can't have an eating disorder i mean th i i guess if you don't have the calories to power you in the pool i suppose but yeah. i'm not a doctor <laughs> i agree that did feel very staged yeah. in the moment <laughs> so then we cut to set they're shooting a reebok ad this week Tyra inexplicably has ponytails, which, uh, I don't know, give off a very yeah. cheerleader-y vibe. It's a, it's a in weird the moment. choice. We don't know why. Uh, and so the challenge for this week is going to be about moving. So let's hear what Tyra has to say about that. Today, what we are working on at this photo shoot today is movement. No matter how fine you are as a model, no matter how good you look, if you can't move, you cannot work. We're going to put on some music and see how well you can model dance. Model dancing is making sure you capture those moments. The photographer is Daniel Garriga, and Derek Kahn is back, not to check to see if the girls have stolen <laughs> anything this week, but just to style them with deconstructed NFL jerseys. Jay is there doing makeup, we see very briefly. So yeah, he's earning that money for that <laughs> kitchen. Love to see it. Tyra explains that they're going to have a special guest in the shoot with them, who is Clinton Portis of the Denver Broncos. Which always makes me think of the Simpsons. <laughs> no, Homer getting the Denver Broncos from Hank Scor Scorpio. <laughs> and then Marge being all excited and he's like, oh, the Denver Broncos. I think owning the Denver Broncos is pretty good. Oh, Marge, you just don't get football. <laughs> that's the extent of my football knowledge <laughs> yeah they're 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 going for like uh three pointers right usually football? Yeah, field goals right that was a joke <laughs> <That> was a <laughs> bit. uh so giselle goes first and worries that the dancer is going to come out more than the model um and she also asks the photographer if, to tell her if she screws up so get it together uh shan doesn't move much but she does look great because he's like boobs are just full on on display they showed up for work they didn't clock out at all <laughs> their lunch break <laughs> he works as a football player like he's for sale and the rent is due tonight 
uh, Robin ends up really distracted by the guy. She's not really working with him, but in spite of him, I think she misunderstood the like, we've brought this other person in. I think Tyra even says in the setup, we want to see how you work with another person. Robin is like, I can't, I can't do this. (laughs) Oh, there's no backup dancers? Fine. Then Elise says, oh, is up. And she says, I'd never invite my boyfriend to watch me work. Wouldn't you know? He walks in, of course. And he, he looks like his twin brother. Uh, they clearly both have good taste. It's just in themselves. They say you're attracted to what you know, but maybe <laughs> look out of the side of a mirror once in a while. <laughs> they listen to Christina Aguilera's My Reflection too many times. <laughs> me reflecting. <laughs> <laughs> As we see the photo shoot progress, obviously Elise is accelerating as she always does on every photo shoot somehow without even trying because, you know, she doesn't have to really think when she's modeling because models are done. <laughs> but Daniel is like, I would book this girl because she has what it takes. He says Adrian did a really good job. And then we meet um, Mama Curry, who we assume is maybe named Bonnie or Connie. We didn't get a first name. They interview Mama Curry, and she's like, I can't believe I gave birth to such a beautiful human. And that is truly one of the sweetest things I have ever heard. We love a good mom, because there are a lot of bad moms on display in this episode. She is hyping her mom up, or hyping her daughter up, which we love. Yeah. So back at the apartment, Elise and Marty are attached at the lips for the entire length of his visit. Adrian and her mom talk about how many times they were ripped off by modeling scams, which also feels like a producer-initiated conversation because her mom is like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> what money did we lose? Why are we talking what about this? Tell them? <laughs> as, Chase, as Chase is blowing up herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, while all of this is going on, Robin stays in her room with her favorite co-star, the Bible. And Adrian thinks that that is a really rude turn of events. And she's absolutely 100% correct. Yeah. I wonder what chapter she was rereading again. I wonder if she got to the part where, you know, you have to be nice. And yeah, a, a chapter on grace, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Giselle finds yet another Tyra male. announcing panel in the morning. I think this is finally the last Tyra mail of the episode. I hope so. (laughs) Um, And Giselle tells Elise, uh, she already told her own boyfriend, Giselle's boyfriend, that Giselle Giselle thinks she's going home the next day. Like Giselle thinks she's basically down for the count already. Um, Mom and Marty go home, but not before we get a minutes long montage of Elise and Marty kissing all over that apartment like he's heading off to war don't go darling at least would be hauling ass next to that train and doing it successfully because she does not have an eating disorder and the next morning as they're getting ready for panel robin's helping shannon with her classic over the shoulder ponytail and shannon says thanks diva <laughs> oh well then we just cut straight to panel there's been just too many tire mails and now it's time to send somebody <laughs> home. No surprise, Steve Santa Gotti is the guest judge this week. And they're going to, Tyra says that they're going to be performing individual analysis, which I'm confused at what math has to do with modeling. Very cool. They're going to shrink their heads. Oh, okay. But especially Robin. Yeah. <laughs> do some screen therapy or something. <laughs> Steve instructs the girls, we're asking, he asks them a question as to why they should, why they should win. And we get Miss Tennessee Robin with the 
you know, the typical pageant answer that she's not really hungry for the fame or power, but she wants to influence people. And no, she wants power. That's what she says. She wants to, she wants to be in a position of power to influence people is what she says. Oh, okay. Sorry. She just doesn't want fame. She wants power. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And yeah. she wants godlike power. Okay. No, one, no one model <laughs> should have all that power. <laughs> she wants to influence the people, have them join her church, the Church of Robin, the Church of Diva. <laughs> we get to Elise, and of course, Elise's brand is breaking the mold of models not being smart. And so she wants to be the first, the world's first smart supermodel. So I guess her and Janice will have something in common of being the first <laughs> of something. Mm. And Adrian wants to add some spice to the industry. And when she says spice, she means what? Curry. (laughs) Zing! That'll definitely spice up up some photo shoots. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give it any Tyra, though. (laughs) Just like load in your face. (laughs) Second to last, we get Giselle, who in this moment I relate to because she's giving a disclaimers, and I personally love giving disclaimers because I don't like public speaking. And I have to always address the room that I may be talking fast because I'm hella nervous in this moment. And she is just acknowledging that she's working on her confidence and Cassie deserves to be happy for once in her life. And that is her answer to the question. You know, I feel like that's one of the saddest responses. It's so soul-crushing. On the show. <laughs> um, then the girls are asked who they would eliminate. Elise talks about how Robin and Shannon's religion and faces would be hard to market. And then we immediately cut to Shannon, again, magic editing, saying that she worries about Elise's eating disorder, but says she doesn't want to be the one to bring it up seconds after she's the one who brought it up. The other girls say they'd eliminate Elise for her eating disorder as well, except Giselle, who says, I can't give you an answer in this moment. Yeah, Giselle, Giselle doesn't take, like, sweetly doesn't take a stance, and that is, I think, the beginning of her doom. <laughs> <laughs> However, when Giselle got home and watched this season, then she has some things to say. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, at least. And so then they get to the photo evaluations. Robin's photo is pretty terrible. She's literally like half out of frame. And then Robin blames it on the football player and says he was lusting. All, <laughs> okay. dra- all dramatic. Bl- blame it on the backup. <laughs> yeah, that guy was not modeling. He truly was just kind of standing there. I think someone was projecting in that statement mm-hmm. and it was wrong <laughs> he, he, he was coming after those jesus jugs <laughs> <laughs> they say elise looks like a professional dancer and a gazelle she's got a great photo and janice says she's a pro uh adrian has a wonderful photo and kimura says that she really liked the artistic expression in it there's nothing wrong with shannon's photo but it was kind of difficult to bring out her sexy moves and I think Shannon kind of says that on the set. She's like, I don't really know how to dance, but I'm trying. <laughs> I don't know. I gave her a Southern accent. She's having so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, And G- Giselle's photo is surreal for how good it looks because of her dancing abilities. She's kind of like almost floating in the photo. It's really, it is a really great photo. Tyra does note that Giselle was fishing for compliments at the shoot. Right, because right after she walked mm-hmm. off set, she was like, did I do good? Did I do okay? You know. And then and it then cuts that, to Tyra looking back at her like, what did you just ask? <laughs> Lack of confidence. <laughs> I'm on my set. <laughs> you want a lack of confidence? I'll give you yeah. a lack of confidence. <laughs> I'll tear you down. Don't worry. And then Kessie, according to Janice, has the worst photo of all time and lists off a bunch of problems, including that she looks like an amputee and it also looks like she has a penis way to be 
Janice. <laughs> but then Kimura has something positive to say and says Kessie looks a lot like Tyru, which she does in the photo. She looks a lot like her. It's it's pretty bizarre. Which again, editing coming seconds after Janice has explained that this is the worst photo in yeah. history. <laughs> I want to meet this editor. Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> We cut to the deliberation between the judges. The first words that come out of Janice's mouth in regards to Robin are, she's huge, she's fat, and she's old. <laughs> which <laughs> which um, Steve Santagati chimes in and he's like, hell yeah, she's fat and old. I don't want her on in any magazines. And this, says, this just sets off like a firestorm like no other. Like the <laughs> first firestorm in TV that we had seen in reality. Yeah, yeah. Where... T- Obviously, Tyra, who is very open about body image and she wants everyone to feel comfortable in their skin. And she suggests that Janice and Steve are personally responsible for eating disorders across America and that it's time for the fashion industry to make some changes. And somehow, maybe Robin is that change, but I don't think so. I feel her. She, they agree that Shannon has it, but I don't know what it is personally because Shannon just was posed in her photo, much like Tessa, mm. <laughs> our poor Tessa. yeah shannon's just very all-american like what you think of she's got like a christy brinkley smile kind of with kind of big white teeth big white smile but a lot of teeth she has a lot of teeth she has (laughs) maybe a few too many (laughs) she has more than 32 (laughs) adrian looks great but again her accent is troubling because they still don't understand what she's saying. It's almost like she has Novocaine in her mouth, like permanent Novocaine, and she's just like, hi, I'm here to win. I want to be America's next <laughs> There's not much that they say about Cassie, except for Steve just says that she had a good interview, which is, I guess, good, because that was part of the challenge, but mm-hmm. what does that have to do with the photo shoot? <laughs> yeah. They clock Giselle and drag Giselle again for her lack of confidence. They talk about Elisa's size again, because she's a little too thin. Kimora says that we are looking for an, an, an eating disorder star. But again, in this time, models were kind of real thin. Elise has the body for haute couture, as Janice loves to point out that that's all she did back in her day. <laughs> she is the world's first supermodel. Kimora is staunchly not a member of Team Elise. She's yeah, not. She's, not, she's not there for it. Uh, so then we get uh, the photo distribution. Um, Adrian's called first, followed by Kizzy followed by Shannon. Very surprising since Kizzy allegedly had the worst photo of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Shannon s- struggled in this competition, which Tyra tells her it was hard to get moves out of you. And then Robin is called next. And just let me reiterate that Robin was like half cut out of the frame of her photo and she is still not in the bottom. <laughs> you know where I stand on this. Uh, but Tyra tells her that she needs to show them that she's a human being. I agree. And that mm-hmm. Robin needs to get off her high horse. Definitely. It's more like a high throne. I wouldn't even call it a horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Giselle and Elise are in the bottom two. And they tell Elise not to be so arrogant about being smart because she just won't drop the like, models are dumb, but I'm not dumb, but I am a model. Like I'm not like other models. I'm a cool model. <laughs> yeah. Not a regular model, but a cool model. <laughs> and Giselle needs to stop being so insecure. And Tyra says her mind was changed when Giselle said at the shoot she was too worried about looking like a dancer. And Tyra calls Elise and Giselle is eliminated. And we get the sad Giselle upset that she's going home. She hugs everyone, heads back to the house, cut to exit interview where she states that 
Britney Spears lost Star Search and look where she's at. So, <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? Baby. <laughs> were points made? I'm not sure. <laughs> I feel the confidence just oozing out of Giselle yeah. at this time. <laughs> and she is least looking forward to going home because she knows that her mom is going to be sitting at the door throwing her not a pity party and she'll realize that her that Giselle lost because she's home so early her, mom, her mom's gonna throw her and I told you so party yes yes well look look what I told you yeah. <laughs> see what happens when you try <laughs> well let's move into our uh, our next segment which is where uh we judge the judges I'll see you in court and discuss our perspective on how they judge the challenge and the photo shoot this week, and also kind of explain what we thought was really most impressive about those experiences. So Giovanni, why don't you start us off? Sure. I sort of agree with Janice's and Steve's points that they made up of Robin. I think they just came at it completely wrong. You can't say that someone's huge, fat, and old when you have two working models who aren't real thin, who are, who, you know, who have curves, curves, who look like real women, Sitting next to you, you got Kimora and Tyra, and they're like, wait, what? But also, Steve is a piece of shit, and he is just <laughs> turned off by Robin's faith, and there's just no hope for her because she won't give it up. He, he knows what the ugly truth is. <laughs> <laughs> it's him. He's the it's ugly him. truth. <laughs> uh, we definitely have to call out Janice for her transphobia on Kizzy's photo saying she looks like she has a penis and then also a little light ableism by snapping that Kizzy looks amputated and the way she says amputated implies that is a terrible thing to be uh, among other things so yeah you know who else was amputated Robin because she was half out of the frame of her photo (laughs) like I, I get you could say oh your arms and legs are cut off in the photo you need to work on your posing to make sure that mm-hmm. doesn't happen but yeah. that's uh that's not janice's bag that's not how she rolls no. <laughs> well charlie tell us how you feel well of course you know i think they didn't go hard enough on robin and they never do because they totally buy into this facade that she's selling them she's very practiced in pageants she knows how to convey a certain kind of persona even though i think more and more we see that she behind the scenes is not that person and it's deeply troubling um i also think robin's photo is literally the worst it looks like she's trying to sneak out of that frame <laughs> and, and get away from the guy while she still can her face looks surprised like i just don't even know what's happening there and i can't believe they didn't call her on it mm-hmm. although nothing came for her this week i do know that justice is coming for her and i <laughs> I thirst for it. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> Soon. Well, I also I disagree with the judges on how great Shannon's photo was. It wasn't that great. She literally just stood there. She looked at the camera cool, but there was like no <laughs> there was no passion. There was nothing in the eyes for me, really. Dead eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but I but I did love Adrian's photo. It looked like an editorial in like a high fashion magazine. A lot of it probably has to do with the hair and makeup and the styling, but mm-hmm. it's a great photo. And I definitely believe it was worthy of being called first. Uh, I'm kind of neutral on Adrian's photo. It's not my favorite. But I'm overall surprised they did not talk about uh, showing the product. Because only a couple of them have shoes in the photo. Adrian does, Elise and Giselle for sure. I think maybe Shannon. But uh, Kizzy and Robin for sure don't. You can't see the shoes. And I'm assuming that that's what they were trying to sell. Because the clothes, they cut up and restyle. So it's like, you're not going to buy that. That was... Yeah. only for the shoot 
in the argument about the eating disorders, it gets intense and Janice reminds them that it's all hearsay about Elise. Like no one, we shouldn't assume it's true. And that's kind of the only time we're gonna really be able to defend Janice because she has a point. All these other girls are saying it about her. In a lot of ways, it's not necessarily out of, it's out of concern, but in that kind of like, I'm just really concerned about Elise kind of way that <laughs> um, girls tend to do where they're like, I think Sosa has a problem. And I don't want to get her in trouble. Yeah, but I, I, don't think Elise, <laughs> I think Elise should go home. I think she should go home because I don't think this is a healthy environment for her. So I think she should go home. But I love that it came from Janice, though, because Janice comes from that era of where mm-hmm. models couldn't be fat because designers mm-hmm. were making clothes for, I, I shouldn't even say fat, normal sized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Janice understands the kind of pressure that Elise is on because she also has struggled with alcohol and drugs. She doesn't want this to just be like a thing where the judges only think that she has an eating disorder because the other girl thinks she has an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. So I applaud Janice for that moment, but the rest of the episode was kind of cringe. Yeah. So obviously I hated Robin's photo. I thought (laughs) Kizzy's also wasn't great, but I also really like her. So I'm more willing to let that one slide. But I thought Giselle and Elise actually had the strongest photos of the week. So I, I, I think it's, uh, it's an injustice that they were in the bottom together. I do think though that Giselle's days were numbered and they've been numbered for a while. And so, although she pulled it out for this photo and she, she did something really impressive and she relied on her dance talent like Tyra wanted her to last week, I think they were like, we, we can't fix you, you mm-hmm. need to go. <laughs> can't fix a lack of confidence because <laughs> all, you, all you're gonna do is have to keep feeding her compliments forever and she'll yeah. never stop begging yeah. for them basically. So who would you have called first? Elizabeth, let's start with you. Um, I would have called Giselle, actually, as much as she was not confident about her skills and ability. I really, really liked her photo. I thought it, I loved that she looked like she was floating and used her dance skills to enhance the photo and show off the product. Giovanni, what about you? I have to agree with the head honcho, Tyra. And <laughs> Adrian really did have the best photo. I it was very like, there was an artistic thing about it, which obviously has to do a lot with the photos because it's not always about selling products. It has to, you have to feel the narrative. Adrian was feeling this narrative. Well, for me, I, I would have called Elise because uh, first of all, she's the only one the photographer would have hired based on her performance, <laughs> which I love a success story. I also think that she really used the male model. Um, she was literally in his arms, right? Like At one point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she was, she was doing everything she was doing the damn thing and the photo showed it. I mean, we love girls who book jobs because what? If you don't book jobs, you don't exist. You're not a model. You're not a model. Not <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about what we think might be the ANTM contribution to pop culture this week. Giovanni, what do you think? For me, there's so many. I don't even know where to start. Obviously, Tyra's iconic speech at panel when she's talking about Giselle fishing for compliments. You know, she does the little motions and I think- <laughs> Like reeling them in. Yeah, yeah, like, come on, give it to me. I want it. Um, <laughs> I always just think about that because it's it's just like you you know people who are like that and it's like well damn <laughs> like, like <laughs> you obviously are not confident. This also is the cycle I think where she's with the girls the most, so she can mm-hmm. kind of see what they're doing in front of the camera and kind of behind the scenes because this is where she obviously catches Giselle fishing for the compliments. Mm-hmm. Three words: velour tracksuits. I mean, come on. <laughs> They were having a moment. They were having having a moment. Well, I'm going to do something uh, off script this week, and I'm going to nominate 
a negative contribution to culture, and that is Steve Sanagati. <laughs> he is a person who did not need this kind of encouragement about his value to humanity as a whole. And as we saw, he only went on to like publish more books about how to be a terrible person. Yeah, so. sort of like a lesser known Tucker Max, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, the contribution is negligible depending on how you feel about the movie The Ugly Truth. <laughs> I have a real love hate like I know it's bad I know it sends a bad message it's bad for me but I really love Gerard Butler <laughs> and so I, I will uh, get sucked in if it's on cable that's how they get you that's how they get me and I also saw in the theater I made someone come with me and see in the theater sorry sorry Kelly they put Gerard they put Gerard Butler in he is the sugar that the poison marinates it's, yes he is he is the uh the appealing candy shell containing the, the bitter poison with it. He's the pasta sauce that you put the sugar in. Yes, yes. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. You took the words right out of my mouth. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Keeping it topical. I was going to say, speaking of pasta sauce, that's my choice because they cook not one but two pasta meals in this at, uh, at Jay's house. And then when the mom and uh, boyfriend visit, uh, they're cooking pasta again. And I'm like, is that? I think that's all they know how to cook. I don't, I don't think. Like, maybe don't give them raw chicken because I don't think they know what to do. Um, and it, pe- it appears uh, twice, which is as many times as our other favorite co-star, the Bible. <laughs> oh, well, those are some important contributions for sure. But now let's talk about the other legacy of the show, the cringe of the week. Ew, gross. Um, I'll kick us off. My my cringe is Giselle telling Cindy Berger. How badly she wants to meet Michael Jackson. It it cringes long after this week is over. I am literally still cringing hearing her talk about it. The smile on her face. Um, and the other thing I would just throw out there that made me cringe was Robin's sex shaming of anyone who's had sexual experiences as being quote unquote unladylike. This is the <laughs> devil's work. Yeah, it's it's very pot and kettle. It's I. I don't know Robin's full background and she I don't think she ever discloses, but usually when someone is that sanctimonious about stuff, it's because they kind of have done it themselves. Mm-hmm. And then I want to nominate like two or three maybe cringes for this episode. Obviously the biggest one being the eating disorder conversations throughout the episode because they were happening like everywhere. Yeah, like Adrian like pinches her side like to mimic Elise when they're like all discussing her when she's in their other room she's like she's doing this and like we said when we were watching it they're like it's a modeling competition of course you guys are all looking at your bodies like isn't that exactly. why you're working out with John Silverman to stay in shape yeah they're also told to look at themselves in the mirror and practice constantly. Mm-hmm. yeah and to walk like it's for sales when is rent due again tonight 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one for me is going to be the panel comment about Robin being big and fat and old while valid it it was just not brought up in the proper context and also just Steve in general was very (laughs) cringe at panel like who are you yeah you're an author but that's your claim to fame yeah yeah he's a working member of the press I'll have you know (laughs) as am I (laughs) I I know whenever I tell people what I do I always emphasize the fact that I am a working member of my occupation yeah (laughs) Uh, mine I think would be Elise and her boyfriend twin making out all over the house it was a lot and it wasn't just that they're making out which fine whatever do that they were like blocking hallways and like 
walking paths in the house there's like a shot of them making out and Kizzy has to like walk around them like it's just like pick a room and stay in it like go to the confessional <laughs> room or something it's fine he can find a little maybe you can't find much privacy in that house but he can try <laughs> and, he is cute and, and very supportive and we love yeah him. he was though so i he was very sweet and very encouraging um and then my other nomination would be uh giselle's closing comment about britney spears losing out star search and look where she is now oh it's, it's such like i mean we we're all sweet summer children back then who who'd have known where things would, True. would go but it, in hindsight it's ooh, it's rough i mean i feel like there's also like a step two in there it's like step one lose star search step three britney spears yeah and like two is like very critical to the process. <laughs> Gain some confidence. <laughs> but also I will say in this era, this was canon and Britney, like it was like yeah. just, oh, the height. It was yeah. sex yeah. pot. It was like in the zone had just come out and we were, you know, like dancing to all the, the bops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. Well, uh, Elizabeth, who would you vote for of our, of our nominated cringes? A lot of good ones, but I, I, I've got to go with Giselle for the Michael Jackson comment. Yeah. Uh, that also gets my vote. I'm currently cringing. <laughs> There's a lot of options on the table. I am torn. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go with you guys and it's going to be a three for three and say that the Giselle MJ comment is the cringe of the week. I love it when we all agree. <laughs> <laughs> I have a big problem with how the judges voted this week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk a little bit about where Giselle is now. In three, two, one, breaking news. Obviously she appeared on the Tyra Bang show (laughs) because I feel like, I feel like it's like the one gig that they could get for something like, (laughs) it's like, oh my God, I was on the, I was on, I was top model, got eliminated. Tyra's doing some weird segment. She needs models. I'm a model. Let me come back and I'll be on your show. She was also on Deal or No Deal, just like Katie and Nicole. So somehow the the model platform to being on TV is just like the segue, I guess, in 2003. They get on the escalator outside the model house and it goes right down to the Deal or No Deal set. Yes, it goes, it goes straight to Rockefeller Center. <laughs> Do you think any of them are on the path to becoming a duchess slash somewhat former duchess? Consider. <laughs> Like, well, how many princes are left, really? Oh, it's all. I was like, oh, Beatrice and Eugenie both got married, and I don't think there's any more boys around. I think we're and that's with George. Yeah, they're all too old for George. So, oh well. <laughs> better luck next millennium or something. <laughs> um, funny enough, she was also on Fox Sport Next. I guess because she's a dancer and obviously dancing is the sport, so sounds like a great home for her. Also, the the Soul Train Music Awards, because also she's a dancer and they were probably also looking for dancers. So, you, you know what? She's multifaceted. I have to say, for getting eliminated for having, having any confidence, she's booking them gigs. Yeah. She iconically did end up meeting Michael Jackson as a dream come true. She was a dancer for him. So, you yeah, know, that, good. that's manifestation <laughs> at work. Right I know. She was putting that into the universe. <laughs> she kept booking some gigs and she did some test shots. She described herself as a natural size model, which I feel like she was already natural size. In the yeah. Position. She, she yeah. wasn't like big or skinny. So Yeah, she was normal. I guess, she, I guess she's still herself. <laughs> yeah. We love that. Love that journey for her. <laughs> she also appeared on a TV show called The Null Hypothesis, which 
you all read the description and I was like, what even is this? It's yeah. It's about math and dating. It's about math and dating. It's her and her coworkers quit their job, make their own company, and life gets complicated and it's I guess it's really hard to find a date when you have your own business. So one plus one <laughs> does not always equal two. <laughs> Plus me equals us. I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess she keeps. I, I guess she just keeps missing step two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One plus blank equals two. What is it? What could it be? This algebra is too much for me. <laughs> and she is also the owner of Giselle Sampson Enterprises LLC and the founder of Kiss the World, a charity aiming to help people on a national to global scale. Uh, like Nicole, she's also selling real estate now. So Giselle's giving back in between all her gigs, which is nice. Yeah, we love to see that. Say what we said about Giselle. I really actually enjoyed her on the series. Like Giovanni and I joked initially that she was taking on the role of the narrator in her first episodes. But <laughs> if it weren't for her debilitating confidence issue, I think she, she probably would have done well. She's mm-hmm. she, she photographed well generally. So, you know, but it wasn't her time. I think it was Robin's time. I think it's Robin's time every week. Yeah, yeah I would have kind of guessed Kizzy because she didn't like do great but as you pointed out earlier she was not getting the the elimination edit she yeah she's kind of coasting one more week on, under the radar but i have a feeling next week she's going home but looking back now we can kind of see where the lack of self-confidence come from comes mm-hmm. from yeah. when you have a trash mm-hmm. mom telling you you're not gonna amount to anything well yeah how the hell am i supposed to have confidence if my own family doesn't believe in me yeah mom do better come on yeah she's literally like yeah i'm gonna go home and uh you know try hard but my mom is gonna tell me that uh i'm not good and uh never should have tried so you know but i've got really i got i got the pretty spears thing going for me so i'm gonna do all right (laughs) oh phoebe and she she did all right she did all right she did all right good for her well giovanni elizabeth i only have one photo in my hands and this photo represents I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, this is the end of our episode. I'm going to call no names because we're all leaving. <laughs> <laughs> we all get to go home now. Um, and we don't have to do any packing because we are already where we live. Yep. So that's the good. So what you're saying is that no one came out on top today? <laughs> <laughs> it's a triple elimination. <laughs> Elizabeth, if anyone needs to track you down on the internet and cancel you for something you said during this podcast, where can they find you? Oh, they can find me on at elizabeth movies all lowercase on instagram and twitter and also as part of the show me what i've been missing podcast uh where we're re-examining right now sex in the city and also the mask of zorro which i had never <gasps> seen so oh my god with antonio mm-hmm. good times <laughs> <laughs> charlie where can our listeners follow you i am at charles underscore jensen j-e-n-s-e-n on twitter and charles jensen on instagram Giovanni, what about you? You can follow me on Instagram at underscore according to Joe and on Twitter at Giovanni Anaya, J-O-V-O-N-N-I-E-A-N-A-Y-A. Catch up on all the things I do every day. Hey, you mm-hmm. can also follow the pod at Y-W-B-O-T pod, P-O-D on both Twitter and Instagram. Giovanni's killing it with our social media presence. We'd love to see it. So definitely stop on by, give us a follow or give us a shout out personally if you loved or hated what we said. We only really appreciate good vibes though. Just keep that in mind when you reach out. Elizabeth, I want to thank you so much for being part of our journey through season one. 
thank you for having me. This is it was super fun. <laughs> it's been great to meet you. I feel like we've been orbiting each other yeah. on the, the internet for a while. So it's nice to see you face to face and have this conversation. Definitely. <laughs> and Giovanni, you're my co-pilot. I adore you. <laughs> I know it's so nice to it's so nice to meet you too because like I, I hadn't met you ever before and now now I know you both. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Now you know I'm real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's not afraid to get real. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a great day. Talk to you later. Mm -hmm.